You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team, we'll talk about your least favorite team, and everybody in between, and we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Exclude sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast Postgame Show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. That's right, friends. We are back after the holiday break, and we are celebrating because the Chicago Blackhawks have come off the break with a 5-2 victory over the Minnesota Wild on Thursday night. It was a really good game for several Blackhawks players. We're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into some of the other weird underlying stuff from this game where the score may not necessarily show what actually happened on the ice. But before we get into all of that, I do have to bring in my partner in crime, the pride and joy of Homewood, Illinois, Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Jay, it is awesome to talk to you. Hope you had a really good Christmas with the family. Had obviously a little bit of time away from the podcast, but it's sure good to get back into the swing of things, especially with a Blackhawks victory like we did tonight. Yeah, it's nice to see them uh, get two points out of the break. Um, I I was. I was excited to do this one. I know it's uh, not going to be a full-length one. We'll get to one of those in a couple days. Um, but just nice to get back in the groove. I'm, I'm sure you had a great Christmas. I had a great Christmas. Hopefully our uh, entire audience had a great Christmas or holiday, whatever they celebrate. Um, but, yeah, it's good to get on the winning foot. And it's amazing. You mentioned it. The The score of this game probably doesn't reflect how it actually went. But the great equalizer, the power play, when you have a functioning power play, it is so much easier to win. 
Yep. It helps you so much. It is a difference maker. If you're a team that's not overly talented or you're struggled defensively, when you get those opportunities, this is so basic. I shouldn't even have to say it. But when you get these opportunities on the power play and you capitalize on them, that can be the difference in the game. The Hawks had two power play goals. They won by three, but one of them was an empty netter. Uh, mm-hmm. Two goals on the power play. That was, the, for all intents and purposes, the difference in the game. And that's sort of been the difference here with them over the last little stretch here where they've been playing well. The power play's been working. And even if it's not converting, it's creating momentum for them. It's creating chances. It's not just uh, carry the puck, turn it over to the blue line, and lose it. It's showing signs of life. The entire team is showing signs of life. But especially the power play has been working. Patrick Kane with the uh, Artemi Panarin-style one-timer goal today. Uh, it's just great to see it. And, man, it is so important to have that working. You either need to have a great power play or a great penalty kill. When the Hawks were struggling this year, they had neither. Now the power play is, I would say, average to good over this last stretch. So that's been a difference. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the great equalizer also could have been the goaltending play, considering Absolutely. Alex Daylock decided that he felt like doing his best Mike Smith impression, committing a penalty tonight, giving up a goal because he was way out of his crease. I mean, he he had an adventurous evening in the net after he relieved Devin Dubnik. But, and then, obviously, on the other end, Colin Delia, who we'll get into a little bit yeah. later, had just an incredible game for the Blackhawks stopped everything but before we kind of get into that I'm definitely going to go back to what you said about the power play and how important it is for the Blackhawks to be able to have that power play working the way that it was they came into this game the Minnesota Wild did as one of the NHL's if not the best penalty killing unit in the league they had only allowed 14 goals going into this game I believe by percentage They were the second best in the NHL in terms of penalty kill percentage. And the Blackhawks scored two goals on them. And and the puck movement that the Blackhawks showed on a lot of these power plays tonight was honestly really heartening. And it's been kind of like trending that way, it seems like, with them. And one of the big reasons for that, and I don't know if you agree with me necessarily on this, Jay, but like the thing with that I've noticed is ever since they've had Eric Gustafson mm-hmm. really start to kind of quarterback this power play and to move the puck, to hit guys with passes, to just keep that offense moving, it really does seem like they've been improving a lot in that area. And we saw it again tonight. He is just so good when he has the puck. He's got such a good eye for where he needs to go, where the play is going to develop. And I'm not sure if like Joel Quinville just kind of ignored this facet of his game or what have you, but Jeremy Colladin seems like he is fully embraced what Eric Gustafson is capable of doing on the power play. And it's yielding big dividends. And it's not just paying dividends against bad penalty killing teams. This Minnesota wild squad for all the struggles they've had at times this season have been just a dominant group in the penalty kill and on defense. And the Blackhawks just cut them to pieces tonight with those two goals. It was remarkable to see. Well, two things I want to acknowledge about Cowden real quick. And and you mentioned Quenville. I don't want to, this is not an anti Quenville thing, but two things, the willingness to adjust the power play strategy to fit the talent you have, right? Cowden has looked at the roster and said, okay, this doesn't necessarily work. Let me try this. Let me try that. And has finally found something that worked. Q, for as great as he was, and I think even the biggest Q supporter would probably agree with this, was sort of stuck in his ways. It was, you know, this is our power play system. Make it work. As opposed to what power play system can I implement to best suit these players? And at the same time, 
instead of leaning on you are our top player, so you are our power play guys, no. Some really high-skilled players just don't work out on the power play. Some lower-skilled guys have the ability to do things well on the power play. He's done that. Gustafson, he's always been on the power play, but using him as a top option on the power play has gone a long way. And another thing about Cowden, too, issuing kind of a, a challenge to Eric Gustafson as he was starting to begin this hot streak. Cowden was asked about uh, Gustafson and what he can be. And I think, I, I don't want to misquote him, but something to the effects of as soon as he levels out the lows, he'll be really good. Saying like, as, as long as the games he plays, are, as long as he er, eliminates the really bad games, which he had been prone to in his tenure with the Blackhawks up until this recent point, as soon as he eliminates them, he's going to be a good and dependable player for us. And Gustafson, at least in the short term, small sample size, of course, has seemed to respond to that challenge and has made the best of it. And he has been, I don't know if there's any argument about it, he has been the Hawks' best defenseman over the last two, three-week span. Yeah, and, and that's been happening on both ends of the ice, but obviously it's been super noticeable right. on the offensive side of things, just the way that he's able to diagnose plays and to generate offense off the blue line. He's obviously one of the best offensive defensemen in the NHL this season. The statistics obviously you know, bear that out, but he has been just, it's been remarkable kind of watching his kind of stepping up and kind of playing with more confidence, and I think it definitely comes with being given more responsibility and a bigger role on this team. And obviously I'm not going to speak ill of Joel Quenville just, you know, for funsies, but I I think that Jeremy Colladin, just to say it simply, he's getting the most out of Eric Gustafson where maybe Joel didn't. And that's not a knock on Joel. It's just a thing that you have to give credit to Jeremy Colladin for. Right. I I think there's, there's a reason he was hired. There's a reason that uh, the Hawks had him pegged as highly as he, he was. And again, we said it from the day the hire, the hire happened. Uh, he's in a tough spot of sort of reinventing the team here mid-flight. Uh, over the last stretch here, things have started to look better. Again, the Hawks got outshot big time today. It was not, you know, they were outshot 48 to 20. The Wild had a huge edge in play. But you are seeing gradual improvement. You're seeing the system start to take form. You're seeing the players start to learn it and adjust to it. And we've talked about this on the long podcast too, but like Cowden is not just blindly giving all the all the responsibility to his veteran players and to his big money guys. Look, Brent Seabrook is, is typically among the low guys now in ice time. That's where he deserves to be. That's where you're going to get the most out of Brent Seabrook, right? You can't play him 20 minutes a night anymore. It's just a fact. Cowden has quickly adapted and has done his best to sort of, you know, who are the best players right now and playing them accordingly. That's what I really like. We need to talk about, before we get to the three stars, by the way, is Cowden Dewey the starting goalie from here on out? Is he getting the bulk of the starts for you? Well, I I think we mentioned it when he first uh, came back up that there'd probably be a situation where he would be the backup and then he would probably get at least a, ke- a couple of chances to start on a more consistent basis. And what I've seen out of him in the Colorado game and now in the Minnesota game, I don't see how you can take the net away from him. Like, it's not like Cam Ward has been playing poorly by any stretch. He's been playing much better than he did at the beginning of the season. But if you're serious about this being a developmental year for the team and wanting to kind of not only get 
get to know the players on your roster, but also to potentially develop some of these guys for roles in the future. I think goaltender is definitely a position where the Blackhawks have to keep an eye to the future with the current health status of Corey Crawford and continuing to start Colin Delia definitely makes a lot of sense. And I know he's not going to make 46 saves every single night behind this porous of a defense. He's going to have bad games. He's going to struggle at times. There are going to be moments where his, his confidence is going to get challenged. But I think that in the short term, at the very least, if not the long term, I definitely think that Colin Delia definitely needs to be getting the majority of the starts. And I think that tonight was a great example of why he's got a lot of talent, I think, and a lot of potential that I would love to see the Blackhawks kind of start to tap into and really give us a glimpse of what this team's future is between the pipes. The three stars of the game are brought to you by our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, serving all your real estate needs in the Chicagoland area. 708-675-1600. That's right. The three stars of the game are brought to you by our star real estate agent, Michael Elwood with Remax First Service, 708-675-1600. Find your dream house, your dream home, your dream dwelling. I don't know. With Michael Elwood of Remax First Service. Number three star goes to Brandon Saad. Two goals, a really strong game. He's been uh, one of the more consistent Hawks, believe it or not, over the last little stretch here. Nice to see him have a bounce back season. Um, scored his, uh, the screen just left me. He scored his uh, 10th and 11th goals tonight. So good to see him getting back uh, on, on the good track. Uh, you just mentioned Colin Delia, 46 saves. Um, really, really strong game. And a number one star, of course, Patrick Kane with the hat trick, his 18th, 19th, and 20th goals of the season. Is that his – He's well, he scored, what, 20 goals in every year he's played, right? So it was it – All 12 seasons yeah. he's been in NHL, he's scored at least 20 goals. Yep, that That's is correct. pretty solid. By the way, uh, you mentioned Eric Gustafson. He should get some special mention tonight. And Jonathan Taze picks up his 400th assist as a Blackhawks. That puts him eight uh, behind Pierre Palat. So – uh, a big night for the Blackhawks, a big win against a division rival. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, like we said, sort of over the last 10 minutes or so, arrow pointing up, things looking better, still not convinced this is a playoff team by any means. They probably have fallen too far behind to even realistically discuss that. But this is what you want to see, young players getting better, um, signs of the future coming to fruition, and some of your veterans earning their money. And, that, and at least for one night, that's what you got. I thought it was kind of funny. I was looking at a natural stat trick after the game, and I thought that we kind of mentioned off the top of the show that the scoreline may not have indicated just how dominant Minnesota's effort was tonight. They more than doubled up the Blackhawks in shots on goal. The Blackhawks did not have a single player who was a positive Corsi player tonight, so clearly got massively outpossessed as well. By the way, one little quick quibble with uh, Troy Murray, who said during the first period that he didn't feel like the Blackhawks were necessarily getting outplayed to the tune of 15 shots on goal to four. I have to disagree with Troy. They were getting badly outplayed. But anyway, I digress. I, I wanted to point out just one specific uh, stat that I found interesting on Natural Stat Trick, which was that Patrick Kane was a 32.3% Corsi tonight. I wonder what the NHL record is for worst Corsi in a game in which you have a hat trick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. I thought you were going to say, like, all-time low in a game, period. But, <laughs> yeah, for a guy who scored a hat trick, Chris Kampka, 
Comcast Sports, and I'm sure he's listening. Not. Yes. Um, sure. Did I just make a not joke? I just made a not joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. Thanks, Borat. I, My wife. You know what? Like, randomly the other night, Hope and I were just laying around watching TV, and we're just flipping through um, Amazon Prime movies, and Borat flipped by. She's like, do you want to watch Borat? I'm like, I kind of want to watch Borat. <laughs> that movie is hilarious. I'm sorry. I mean, I know that it got worn out by everybody like, for like two years after it came out. Yep. But some of the stuff in that is just preposterous. And now looking back on it, too, like, remember the drunken frat boys in the van and, like, yeah. you know, never, never respect a woman. And, oh, my God, there are so <laughs> many, like, head shaking, like, forehead slapping moments in that movie. But I digress. Yeah. Hawks win 5-2 over the wild. The holiday break is over. The holiday break's over for James and I, so we'll be back to our regular schedule. By the way, want to tell you guys about our event with the Chicago Wolves. February 24th at the Allstate Arena. Go to madhousepod.com slash events. 20 bucks gets you a ticket to the game. Free parking, a hot dog, a soda, a Madhouse Podcast t-shirt, Chicago Wolves gear, and a pregame meet and greet with Chicago Wolves brass. All that for 20 bucks. Make sure you come on out to the Allstate Arena and join us for our annual Wolves outing. It's going to be a great time. It's going to sell out, so don't delay. Visit madhousepod.com slash events to get your tickets you'll see the event image on there just click that image and it will take you right to the link to buy tickets we've also created an event page on facebook so if you want to go to facebook.com slash madhouse pod shy so madhouse pod chi you can find the link in our events page there as well but with that we're going to wrap things up want to thank our sponsors triple threat sports for all your team outfitting needs call chris 708-478-6090 Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Rabid Brewing, the time has come for you to drink mythological-level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Rabid Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. And, of course, our star real estate agent, Michael Elwood, with REMAX First Service, 708-675-1600. Find your dream home with Michael Elwood of Remax First Service and join us February 24th at the Wolves game madhousepod.com slash events thanks for being with us thanks for sticking around after the holiday break this has been the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with Metro by T-Mobile your hard-earned money goes further This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just $25 a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. Hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. Aw, babe, just a few. (laughs) All right, I guess I can't blame you. Pass me some, too. (laughs) The smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks, only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.